Welcome to Dual Diagnosis Anonymous. My name is Johnny, and I am Dual Diagnosis, and I'll be facilitating this meeting. Can we please take a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another video of Dual Diagnosis Anonymous. Um, I hope that everyone's doing well. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm continuing to practice my safe practices. And uh, I hope that everybody else is doing the same. I want to start out uh, by sharing you with you what happened this week because I like talking about things that's real. I like talking about the things that affects us as uh, pers as people, and then I want to and I'm gonna share with you how I dealt with it. Uh, earlier this week, I was at work, and you know you always have that one coworker that always stands out from everybody else. I call them the troublemakers, the difficult people, difficult one, the, the the drama queen, you know. Um, I got to work whenever I get to work, you know, most of the time I don't wear my mask before I, uh, before I clock in, you know, I go in and, and sometimes I sit down and I eat, you know, and I sit and I talk to my other co-workers and, and then right when we get ready to clock in, I, I mask up, I put on my mask because that's when it's time to do what we got to do. Well, this one particular co-worker decided she wanted to come in this week and she did wanted to try to confront me when she confronted me she confronted me the wrong way the first thing she said was uh i can't call any names due to hipaa but uh, she said that uh our boss one our supervisor told her that it might be wise for her to talk to me instead of the supervisor so right then and there, I knew that she was lying. So I was like, well, why wouldn't she come talk to me if it was a problem? And she was like, I just want to know why you don't wear your mask. I said, I do wear my mask. She said, no, you don't. You don't hardly ever wear your mask. And I was, and then I knew she was lying again. So I told her that, you know, I have coarse hair. I shave daily. And if I don't shave, it grows fast. It sticks to my mask. It irritates it. And sometimes I have to pull it down when I'm on the floor. But majority of the time, I'm, I have my mask on. She said, well, I don't appreciate you exposing me. I said, exposing you? When did this become about you? She said, well, I appreciate it if you wear your mask. I said, well, I'm not going to wear my mask for you. So you can hang that up. And she stormed out of the break room. And after that, I knew that we was going to have an issue. But because I knew who I was dealing with, it wasn't me that had the issue. It was her that had the issue. So today, I want to talk about how to deal with difficult people. Whether it's a co-worker, family member, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, even your children can be difficult people. All of us have experienced somebody difficult in our life, and we're going to continue to. 
But this is not about the difficult people. It's about how you handle it. Just like I had to handle this situation this week. And the way that I handle it is that, first of all, I had to understand who I was dealing with. And that's how you deal with difficult people. Understanding who, understand who you're dealing with. So what is a difficult person? A difficult person means having traits or characteristics that make it difficult, if not impossible, to communicate effectively with them. Don't you hate it when somebody try to confront you and then when you turn the tables on them, they run out of the room on you? I hate that. That's I mean that that really sucks. Don't come to me if you're not if you're not coming to prepare for if you're not coming prepared to battle. We all have been there. Be it work, school, or Thanksgiving dinner. We all have found ourselves in situations where we have been forced to interact with people we find to be difficult. For many of us, we'd rather eat glass than have to deal with challenging people like this. But how we survive, and dare I say thrive, in these situations can separate us from the pack in both business and in life. Difficult people can take many forms. Difficulty can manifest itself in quite a few ways, oftentimes including people who spread rumors, who find the negative in everything, those who rarely cooperate or who do not value the input and opinions of others. They may find every opportunity to create problems or they may simply use passive resistance to waylay your best efforts to move your agenda forward. At the end of the day, defining difficult people is a uniquely personal thing. What is challenging to me may be a breeze for you. Understanding your personality preference and triggers can help you to recognize the types of people and situations that irritate you. Here are several, several difficult people to deal with. The perfectionist. If you are looking for quick results, perfectionists can be a source of frustration. Control freaks. When you want to do things your way, overly controlling types can be a source of irritation as well. Creative people. They are essential in generating ideas is the plan, but can cause frustration when you just want to get to delivering a simple result. Shapers. Although shapers may seek to take over as and when they see fit, they can really help drive action. Aggressive or defensive people. Assertion can help move a group forward. Aggression and defensiveness can have the opposite effect on any group's dynamic. Submissive people. The lack of confidence and fear of failure that many submissive types display can be a source of frustration as well. Here are a few ways to deal with difficult people. Number one, assess. Examine yourself and the situation. Does the difficult co-worker demonstrate hostile behavior frequently? Does the co-worker only treat you this way? Is it important to pause and reflect on the conflict before you respond? Take some time to assess your own behavior in the situation and that you can do and what you can do to solve the issue and make it better on your side. Number two, approach. After you have assessed the situation, discuss the issue with the difficult co-worker in an assertive and polite manner. 
Choose a mutually convenient place where you can clearly communicate your thoughts. It may be smart to do this within the presence of, a, of other co-workers or family members. Avoid complaints and accusations and remember to keep your cool. Never seek into the other person's level. Number three, make sure to privately note all interactions you have with your colleague or family member. Logging your interactions would allow you to reference specific situations if you need to use it in the future. Seek a mediator. If your one-on-one -on -one discussion does not work, speak with a trusted advisor, your boss or, 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 or HR representative or one of your family members that you trust can intervene to help improve the situation. Explain in detail the presence and, and present your documentation of what is happening to your mediator. Make sure to allow to follow up after your meeting to ensure that your situation is taken seriously and in a prompt manner. And number five, move on. If impossible, limit your interactions with this difficult person if you believe the situation is not getting better. By modeling well-being practices, you not only do good for your own mind and body, but you eliminate secondhand stress for all those around you. Think about the classic instructions we all receive when we're preparing to take off on an airplane. Secure your own mask before assisting others. If you had not taken care of yourself, you would not have the clarity or energy to help those around you. One way to intentionally take care of yourself is to practice mindfulness, if even for a few minutes at a time. The field of psychology gives us research that's focusing on mind, promotes calmness, reduces anxiety, and increases productivity. And more and more business examples tell us that it matters to our organizational performance too. The speed of the world around us can put any number of stressors on us and the people whom we interact. Unfortunately, we all handle stress differently and it can often manifest in ways that's unproductive when dealing with others in our lives. When faced with such people, having a clear understanding of how you, enter, how you react and what tools you can employ to attempt to keep these things productive can mean the difference between success and a painful, annoying, and awkward failure. And I think this is something that we all need to understand that Difficult people are who they are. They have problems just like we have problems. I don't try to control everybody else. The only thing that I've learned that I can control is me. And, that, and that's a full-time job, trying to make sure that uh, things are going the way that I need them to go. But sometimes people can catch you off guard, just like this lady did. I saw her watching me. Every time she come in, she looked right over at me, but she just didn't have the guts to say anything. So I guess this day she was feeling her oats. And I'm glad that she was feeling her oats because majority of the time, I'm feeling mine. And so as, I, as, as this progressed, we had to work together all night long. She was taking little pot shots at me. Was it pushing my butt? Yeah. Did I have uh, 
the, the right to respond? Yeah, I did. But instead, what I did is I practiced mindfulness. I went to one of my coworkers that I feel real comfortable with. He's very cool. He's very calm. He's very laid back. He's actually one of the supervisors on nights. I work with him quite a bit. So he knows me very well, and he knows how I work. He knows how I interact with our patients. So I went to him, and I, and I, I, I told him, I said, look, you know that I, I honor my recovery. I said, and I'll never let anybody else take me out of character. That's why I keep my recovery first. I said, I'm grounding myself to you because I like you and I feel safe with you. And then I proceeded to tell him what had happened. And he just shook his head. He said, well, Johnny, I'm honored that you, that you feel that safe with me and have that much confidence in me that you will ground yourself to me. I said, that's the only way I'm going to be able to work with her tonight. Because I got to ground myself to somebody that I feel safe with. Because without grounding techniques, we tend to be very impulsive. We'll react without thinking. I wasn't about to stoop down to her level. I knew who I was working with. That's why I gave the definition of what is a, a difficult person. See, I already know what difficult people are. I've been dealing with them all my life. But just because I'm dealing with a difficult person don't mean that I got to be difficult back to them. Because if I do that, then I'm being just like them. So as the evening went on, I just stayed away from them. I kept my distance. And the funny thing is, when you're dealing with difficult people, they'll start out saying or doing things to irritate you. And then all of a sudden, now they're trying to act like they're your best friend. She brings treats to work like she's doing something special, you know. Me and another co-worker, we was talking and we was like, something ain't right with her. She's off. I don't even eat the treats anymore because I can't do wishy-washy people. You can't come at me sideways one minute and then turn around and try to be like, like you're innocent the next minute. So then my boss calls, which I was prepared. And my boss said, Johnny, did you tell so-and-so, so-and-so that you was not going to wear your mask because of your mustache? I just started laughing. I said, no, that's not what I said. I said, I told her that I have coarse hair. And when it starts growing, it sticks to the mask. And sometimes I pull my mask down because of the, so it don't get irritated. And then I put it back up. I said, no, I did not tell her. I said, I was not going to wear the mask for her sake. So that's what I told her. And the funny thing of it is, my boss kind of started laughing. So then I went on to proceed to tell her how she was treating the other patients. And my boss was like, well, I didn't hear about that. I said, well, we were trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm not a difficult person to work with. I try to give her the benefit of the doubt. But since she's trying to throw me under the bus, this is what she did. And my boss just kind of chuckled a little bit and she was she, I can tell she was walking and shaking her head at the same time she said well Johnny I just I just wanted to know I said I know that you have to investigate on both sides I said but if you but I know that you haven't heard anything from anybody else that's why I didn't get concerned because ain't nobody having nobody else said anything but her and because she attacks so many different people like that I don't have to respond in a negative way she's making herself look bad that's why those steps are so important. 
And that's why I put them down so that other people can see how I handled it. First, recognize who you're dealing with. Assess your situation. Approach your situation. Document your situation. Seek a mediator like I did. And then move on. Because ain't no need of sitting there harping over it. Because, you know, when you're dealing with a difficult co-worker, you don't even want to be around them. So guess what I did? I had to wind up taking off the day afterwards. One, because I got some bad news about a family member. And two, I didn't really want to go in and, and work with that uh, uh, difficult co-worker anyway. And it's the same when you're dealing with family members. Everybody has that family. A lot of people have that one family member that's very difficult. And you just don't want to deal with them. But you have to tolerate them because they're family. But that's why learning how to love from a distance is so important. You know, Jesus knew that Judas was a difficult person. He knew that to the, the disciples, he knew which ones was going to be difficult and which ones was not. But he tolerated them anyway. And for good reason. Why? He knew who he was dealing with. And he knew that as long as he stayed faithful and stayed focused, that everything was going to turn out okay. So regardless if we deal with difficult people or not, we're not the only ones. One, don't try to change them. Two, don't be combative with them. Let them be who they are. Like I said, everybody has a bad day. Some of us take it out on others and some of us don't. But just because we're dealing with difficult people, don't let difficult people make you a difficult person. Learn from them. And know that we're no different from them. We have our bad days. We do things, you know, things happen to us that's out of our control. Sometimes we do take our frustrations out on innocent people. It doesn't make us bad people. It just makes us human. This lady is human. She's got feelings and emotions just like we do, just like I do. I couldn't take it personal. I confronted her to let her know that you can't just come to me any kind of way, so you've got to be careful of that. And two, I then when I, when I recognized who I was dealing with, I, had, I was like, okay, I, I don't have to deal with her. But I'm not going to make her look bad because I know that she's going to do that for herself. So my job was to continue to do good. When I first got in recovery, one of the things that I said I'll do is uh, that I made a vow to was and before I let anybody make me look like a fool, I let them, I'm, I let them make themselves look like a fool. I'm just going to keep doing what's right. And when, as long as you keep doing what's right, no matter how they come at you, they're the ones that's going to look bad because what you do reflects who you are. So I hope that you all get, a, get something out of this message. Because whether it's today or tomorrow, at some point you're going to come across a difficult person to deal with. 
and you need to know how to deal with them. It can be your mother. It can be your father. It doesn't matter. It don't necessarily have to be a co-worker. It can be in, in, immediate family members. And them the worst ones. Because they know exactly how to push your buttons. They know exactly how you're going to respond. But see, I learned from an old school cat a long time ago. When he said, I, I went to him, he was my mentor, and I told him what was going on with me. I said, I feel like everybody's trying to push my button. He said, son, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what this old, old school told me. He said, a person can push your buttons all they want, but you got the power to respond or not. Once you realize that you have the power, you can use that power in any way that you want. You can use it in a negative way or a positive way. I choose to use it in a positive way. So when someone try to push my button, I got the power to not respond to them. Foolish people respond to foolish things. Wise people don't. We learn from the foolish. We do the opposite of them. And that's what makes us wise. So just for today, in DDA, I will focus on my DDA recovery program of the 12 steps plus five. Just for the day, I will remain clean and sober. And if I'm not taking, if I'm taking medication, I will do so as prescribed. Just for the day, I will keep an open mind and be willing to listen to the advice of my DDA support group, my prescriber, and my clinician. Just for the day, I will allow myself to have faith in someone in the DDA program who has faith in me and my recovery. Just for today, I will have a program. I recognize that I may make mistakes along the way, but I will follow the DDA program to the best of my ability. Just for today, I will utilize the DDA program of shared experiences, strength, solidarity, and hope in order to gain a better perspective on my life. Just for today. Sorry. Just for today, I will not dwell on the past nor place undue concern on the future. Just for today, I will not grant worry, fear, or space in my thoughts by choosing to live one day at a time, and by following the principles of DDA, I need not be afraid. Just for today, I will see how working an honest program is helping others and allow the blessings of my higher power to flow throughout my life. Just for today, I will allow myself to be me. I will accept myself for whom I am and where I am. I will allow others the same courtesy that they may be free to grow and that I may be free from the burden of resentment. Just for today, I will live and let live. If I become unable to do this, then I will place trust in my higher power and remind myself to just let go and let God. Just for today, I will live life on life's terms. And by doing so, I will recognize when I need support from my symptoms of my dual diagnosis or when I'm in danger of relapse, I will seek help from the fellowship of DDA, my higher power, my prescriber, and my clinician, just for today. Again, if you have somebody that's, that's in your life that's difficult, go back, replay this video, and apply these, certain, these, these simple principles to your life, and I guarantee you it'll make a big difference. Father, we thank you for allowing us to come together for another meeting. I pray that these videos touch the hearts of those that cannot come to the actual meeting place. I pray that they practice these principles in all of their affairs. 
I pray that they learn from these messages, from, from, from these life experiences. I grant, I pray for peace and serenity in their lives. I pray that you protect them and guide them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We will see you either this evening or next week. Have a blessed weekend.